Hey everybody, welcome back to Therapy for Church, the podcast. I am your host, Narkia, the therapist with the Holy Spirit Flex, and we are ready to launch right into this topic for today. Come in and take a seat. This is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. It is the month of October. This is the month that we acknowledge domestic violence um, survivors. And then we also um, talk about and bring awareness to domestic violence. And so last year, a little earlier than this time in the year, I talked about um, abuse in relationships and in marriages. And what happened was part of that conversation was this, um, this Nigerian gospel singer, worship leader, was killed at the hands of her abuser. And um, she had some small children that that survived her. And um, they had talked about, there were some quotes written, I should have looked them up before I started, but there were some quotes that they shared about, you know, she kept praying for this man and she kept believing this was going to change. And um, now look, she's dead. That's what the children were saying. They were young. They're, they're young children. This just happened last year. So they're still pretty young. So now, you know, lost their mother at the hands of their abuser. That's her husband, somebody that she um, was in a covenant relationship with, but was just abusing her. And this was one example, but this happens oh so often. This happens all the time in relationships, and it definitely continues to happen in marriages. But here's a a caveat to the conversation, and this is what I plan to address and want to address here, is the fact that this happens in Christian marriages. So we need to talk about that because, listen, we ain't trying to suffer at the hands of no abusers because we are believers. So I understand praying for your spouse. I understand um, going through challenges, but we need to talk about conflict versus abuse because these are not the same things. And sometimes when we're in relationships, we 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 cover things up and we we cover we call it conflict when really what's happening is actually abuse. Abuse is not just black eyes and shattered teeth. Abuse is broken spirits, right? Abuse is is mental breakdowns. Abuse is emotional breakdown. Abuse is oppression, okay? So when we talk about domestic violence, we're not just talking about being assaulted, even though that's a huge um, red flag, even if it's one assault, physical assault, that is a huge red flag, that is a huge indicator that it is time to exit this relationship but sometimes if i believe in christian marriages we stay um, in these relationships because we have an understanding of marriage as it relates to covenant and so we hear um scriptures being quoted one in particular that that is shared that says that god hates divorce um and he does but God also hates abuse. And so we have to understand that in the context of a Christian marriage, there is is a design for that. And so when that marriage does not follow that design, 
God is already hating that marriage in that covenant. This is not bringing glory to God. So the fact, I think that sometimes the fact that people stay in marriages feel, um, make it seem like, okay, I'm glorifying God because I'm sticking it out here in my marriage. And really you need to hear God for an exit strategy. A lot of times we are not hearing God. We're hearing the voices of others. And so when you read your Bible and when you pray and when you listen to God, he will give you strategy. And so even if you are in a covenant relationship, i.e. marriage, then God will release you from that when it becomes the point of abuse. Let's think about this in terms of the Israelites in Genesis, uh, in Exodus that were in Egypt and they were under the hand of Pharaoh. Pharaoh was a mighty king and Pharaoh was oppressive. Pharaoh kept the Israelites in bondage. And when the Israelites understood that they were in bondage and they cried out to God, God sent them a helper, a destiny helper to get them out of there. Now, Pharaoh was not easy to work with. He was not easy to deal with. Pharaoh decided, you know what? No, y'all not going nowhere. You're mine. I have control of you. You are staying under my hand. My hand is on you to oppress you. This, this group of people, they're too mighty. They have so much greatness in them. And if I let them go, then that threatens me. So I'm going to keep my hand on them. Listen to this now. Hear this. Hear this and apply it where it belongs. Because the, the, the spirit of Pharaoh is not, has, is, has not just uh, died in Egypt, right? The spirit of Pharaoh comes to oppress and keep us in bondage. And some of these relationships that we are in are oppressive and they are keeping us in bondage. Some of these marriages that we are in, they are oppressive and they are keeping us in bondage. I am not on this podcast to preach to you, but listen, this I, I am very passionate about this because God has given this to me to share and to release, and, I, and it's going to help some people. It is going to help, and it is going to save some people. It is going to save some people's destinies because your spouse can also be a destiny destroyer. Pharaoh comes to destroy your destiny, to oppress you so that they so that he can destroy your destiny. Pharaoh realized that the Israelites were a great people. The Israelites, even if he didn't know this, the Israelites were destined to for greatness because they were God's chosen people. He did not want to release them even when God came and said, these are my people, let them go. And so God said, Moses, God sent these plagues and eventually Pharaoh decided, okay, just go. You know, y'all your, your God has plagued me, just go. And then they go and Pharaoh turns around because his hand is so oppressive. Pharaoh turns around and decides, you know what? Don't let them go. What, what am I thinking? I'm not letting them go. So he pursues them. Have you experienced that in a relationship where you try to get out and this person is pursuing you endlessly? And you're trying to go and you're saying, no, this is toxic. No, this is dysfunctional. 
No, this is a problem. No, this is an issue. And I'm leaving. I'm out. This is this is over. And this person endlessly uh, pursues you. Pharaoh brought some chariots, some help to pursue the Israelites. And they got to a, a place that they thought this is the end because they were at, they had, were facing the sea, the Red Sea. And Moses, who the destiny helper who got sent, held out his rod and, and got parted, used, used Moses to part the Red Sea so that they can walk out. They had an exit strategy and it was given to them by God. I jumped into this way too fast and too quick, but we already out here and we just going to keep going with it. God gave them an exit strategy and it was only by him that they could get their, get loose from the bondage of Pharaoh. It was him leading them. They were rightfully enslaved by Pharaoh, right? But when God said, let them go, there was nothing that Pharaoh could do to hold on to them because God had decided to intervene. And so for many people in Christian marriages, you need God to intervene. Am I saying that uh, that marriages that are, are going through issues and struggles cannot be reconciled? Absolutely. And you will hear time after time of these uh, of um, testimonies from people who God has restored their marriages. It seemed like it was just going to end. It seemed horrible. There was infidelity and unfaithfulness and arguing and whatever else was in there and God fully restored them. So I'm not saying that that is beyond the realm of possibility. Because that is, a, that is possible and God will do that. But there are some times where you need to hear, listen to me clearly, you need to hear the voice of God. And when he releases you, then you allow him to guide you out. And so there are times when we stay in positions because of the fear of leaving. The Israelites did that. They said, you know what, we, if you, we was going to come out here in the wilderness, they got out from under his hand and then they ended up in the wilderness walking around getting lost. And they were like, if you was going to end up out here in the wilderness, you could have just left us where we was at. If we going to die out here. So they were not accustomed to being free. They were not accustomed to experiencing walking with, just walking with God and letting God lead them to where they needed to be. And so they mumbled and they complained and they moaned and they groaned, not realizing that they had been released from bondage. Some of these marriages are, bond, are, are bondage. And it is an assignment from hell. That, that spouse is an assignment that boyfriend, that girlfriend, it is an assignment from hell to destroy your destiny. And that person, and I understand that these things are spiritual things, but that person has made a decision to partner with hell. They have made a decision, y'all, I'm telling you this, 
to partner with Satan to destroy your destiny. That is why he is so relentless in his pursuit. After this abuse and after you realize this is dysfunctional, after you've been hit, even if you haven't been hit, yelling and screaming and cursing and arguing and, and just d d disrupting everything, and always in competition, nothing is peaceful, always on eggshells, always in, in tension. And after you have decided, you know what, I hear God releasing me from this bondage and I'm going to go, that is why you see a relentless pursuit because the enemy is on assignment to destroy your destiny and they will do that your spouse can be a destiny destroyer this is a time that you're going to have to recognize when it is okay to stay and when it is time to go and god will lead you out you can quote every scripture about divorce that you want to quote but when you hear the voice of the holy spirit tell, giving you a release that is time for you to heed that voice and take that release when you are constantly in bondage and in despair and oppressed you cannot find rest you cannot find peace you cannot find clarity you can't gain focus. You're not going anywhere. You seem stuck. You can't, you can't move. You feel like you're just, you have weights on your feet causing you not to be able to go forward or causing you not to be able to rise. And it is because of that relationship in that or, or that partnership. It is time for you to break free. And so there are chains of oppression that keep us down and keep us unable to move forward and to do the things that God intends for us to do. And sometimes in our marriages, God, you know, sometimes we got to admit to ourselves when we just chose wrong, when it wasn't God. And I say this to people all the time. God is not a, you made this, you made your bed now lay in it type of God. He's not. We have all done things that were against what God has desired and designed for us to do. And he is so kind and so good and so merciful that he allows you to come out of that. And he puts you back on track when you say, I'm just going to follow you through this. I want for some people to be free. And I need you to, to, to hear me by the spirit of God. Because some people might look at this or some people might listen to this and say, this is not for the believer. This is not for the Christian. But you need to hear the spirit of God. If you don't listen to me, listen, pray, go, go and pray about it. If you're offended by this, go and pray about it. If it's not for you, then it's just not for you. But you probably know somebody who it is for. And you need to share with that person, hey, you look, I, I, I need you to hear this and I need you to understand this. And you can, you can take it and do with it what you want. But I need you to listen to it. We are being oppressed. Some people in relationships and marriages 
are being opp uh, oppressed day after day and you feel like you have to be oppressed. You feel like you have to do this. You feel like that this is God placed, giving you a trial and a challenge and all you got to do is endure. And so you look, go year after year and you look for these glory years. You're saying, okay, I know year one was supposed to be hard. Everybody say that. But once we get out of year one, we're going to be gold. We're going to gold. We're just being refined. Then it's year two, and then you're like, okay, this, that, that was rough, but we had some good times here and there. Then it's year three, and you're like, this is this this is hard. You know, we're, we're arguing, we're yelling, we're screaming, we can't have uh, gain any peace. We make these agreements, we don't follow them. Then it's year four, and you're, and, and you're still under oppression. And then it's year five, and then it's year six. And you're covering it and you have names for it. You're saying this is conflict. This is a trial. This is a decision. This, this is a this is a, um, a tribulation. I just got to endure and I just got to persevere. And sometimes we do. There are trials and difficulties and, and tribulations that we have to persevere through. But sometimes it is really a choice. It is really a choice of comfort and not even comfort, but familiarity, or it is a choice of destiny. And sometimes those have to part ways. This is the truth, y'all. And I need you to hear it. Because some of these foundations that we've been talking about in these previous episodes, you are not even able to implement because this thing is different you're like this don't is this this thing is a weight this thing is bondage and so you cannot get out of it by using just the tools and strategies and just applying the tools and strategies. You can't just have a good outlook and a positive mind and think right and, and say your affirmations and affirm over you what you don't even believe. Tell people that all the time. You better affirm the word of God because you know that's, uh, that's truth. But sometimes when you just make up these affirmations over just to say over which you don't even believe what hasn't even taken root in your spirit, it doesn't work like that. It does not work like that. So I hope that this is hearing you. I, mean, I hope that this is helping you to understand that you cannot set boundaries <laughs> with the enemy they're not they're, they're they're not going to conform you cannot try to create unity with the enemy and i'm not saying your spouse or or your partner is who you need to fight that's why i'm talking about this spiritually because you got to understand what is actually happening you got to understand that this person has partnered with the enemy, with Satan and his camp to destroy your destiny. And you don't even know it. You don't even see it. You A lot of times we don't even see what's on the inside of us. 
We don't even see what it is that God wants us to do, how he wants to use us, what our, our future looks like, what our purpose is, what our destiny is. And it's been so muffled and so muzzled a lot of times by our, our an intimate partner in a relationship or in a marriage. And so we can't see. It's a cover-up, and that's the goal. If I get this person so low that they can't even pursue God because they just get so frustrated all the time, then I have won the battle. So you got to understand when somebody that you're in covenant with or you're in relationship with has partnered with the assignment of hell. And then you find that thing like that. Yeah, I'm not telling you to pray evil against them, but you pray, God, contend against those who contend against me. God, fight against those who fight against me. You pray, God, give me a strategy. Just as you walked, the, the you led your people out of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, give me an exit strategy, God, and keep me covered and protected and safe as I, as I travel. Keep my children covered and protected and safe. Give me peace. Give me security, Lord God. Cover me with your blood, Jesus. Cover my children with your blood, Jesus, that I may not be harmed mentally, spiritually, physically, or financially in the name of Jesus. Uh, I hope this is helping you. I hope this is helping you. And if it's not, move on. But this is for somebody. And I absolutely know that. And these are some of the things, the conversations we don't have in the church because the church is always always saying, we'll reconcile and reconcile and reconcile. And God can do this and God can do that. And he can, y'all. I'm not saying that he can't. But don't be so clouded by the voices of people and by the voices of man that you do not hear the voice of God giving you instruction. God will give us explicit instruction that don't sound like nothing that nobody would say. Even the Israelites, even some of them were, were like, no, I'm not going. That don't seem safe. We can stay here. And God was like, no. I'm going to get all of it. All of you come. Moses had to get all of them out of there. Even the ones that wanted to stay because there was more for them and they didn't recognize or didn't see that there was more for them there, but there was more for them there that they could not see. God had a greater plan and a greater destiny for them that they could not see. And sometimes when we delay, when God is trying to get us to do something, then we end up taking a wilderness route. <laughs> we end up spending a lot, much longer time, 40 years in the wilderness for something that could have taken us 11 days to get to. But God who orders your steps will direct you. If you have gotten off track, he will reroute you. If you have been praying and, 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 and warring and warring and warring, be still and hear God. And when you hear him, trust that it's him. When you say, give me a strategy and you hear that strategy, you trust that it's him. It can be found in the Bible and it can be backed up 
in the Bible. And so sometimes people will tell you, well, that's not that, you know, you do not divorce and you can't get a divorce and that's not biblical and God's going to hate me and God's going to condemn me. Do you think that your marriage, when you are being beat on or you are being cussed out, do you think that's biblical? Do you think that that is the covenant that God designed for marriage? It's a, already a breach of contract. Those vows, yeah, you said to from, to death do us part. But what's the what 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 came before that? What were some of the vows that were made, and have those been upheld? A lot of times, there's already a breach in the contract. There's already a breach in the covenant in the covenant, and so your marriage being put on display could not glorify God if it is one that is abusive. It can't. It can't. God created marriages as a partnership and as a union, and it is to glorify him, and it is to stand together against the kingdom of darkness. The Bible says when two or three are gathered, that God is in the midst. So when you pray as a partnership, God is in the midst and you can do more with your covenant partner than you can do alone. But if y'all don't even pray, <laughs> if all y'all do is fight, that's not advancing the kingdom of God. And it definitely is not coming against the kingdom of darkness. The kingdom of darkness, when you see the kingdom of darkness prevailing in your marriage, that is a problem. And so if you hear this and you and you are married and you want to be able to to work this out and want to be able to reconcile and you see that these are some red flags and you see that there might need to be some deliverance done you see you need to make sure you do that too. You need to make sure that your marriage is lining up biblically and that it is bringing glory to God and that you're not just saying, well, I'm just going to stay married and I'm going to stick it out. So I can say that I was married for 85 years. Some people have that, but they were 85 terrible years, 50 oppressive years. That is not the, the what, what gives God glory. You understand that? All right. So I think we're going to wrap it up for today. I know I've been on. This is probably one of the longer episodes, but I think you needed it. I think you needed it and I want you to share it out. Listen, share this episode. You can copy the link to this particular episode. I want you to share it out. I want you to share the podcast, Therapy for Church, the podcast. We're talking about all things mental health. We're talking about all things church and church culture. So we're going to have these types of conversations that may not be what the status quo typically looks like what you typically hear but you can go back to the word and take it to the word and definitely take it to the lord in prayer and i and i i believe that god is backing me when i share this that's why i can share it without fear because i believe that god pushed it out through me and he is backing me listen it's been great with you all today. I'm glad you joined. I'm excited to continue. Next week, we'll, we'll be, um, we'll, we might be back on track. And so we'll see. We'll see. I might get some questions and we might have to do a round two of this Destiny Destroyers 
episode because this is important. Where else do we see destiny destroyers? Not just in relationships and marriages, but we see them at work on on our jobs, and we see them other places too. So we, and, uh, and, you know, even in the context of of church being um, the organization of church or church building, so we see that. So we might have to continue this, but in um, you know, in uh, honor of Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I do want to let you know that you do not have to suffer uh, domestic violence. You do not have to suffer in silence, whether you are a, a Christian or not, whether you are a believer or not. You do not have to suffer at the hands of an abuser. It is not the will of God for your life because you are precious in his sight. You are perfect to him. He designed you and created you and he put purpose and destiny in you and he intends for you to get there. It was so wonderful talking to you all. I love you. I will see you next time on Therapy for Church, the podcast. 